There's a great movie out called Roe vs. Wade, the movie. It's a gripping film with uh, actors like John Voight, Stacey Dash, uh, I mean, Steve Gutenberg's in it. That's awesome. Uh, Corbin Burnson. Uh, it's shocking to see how Planned Parenthood manipulated the courts and lied to the media. You might know a little bit about the story, but you probably don't know the whole backstory. It, was, it really was a crazy time. There's so much more uh, involved in this than a court case. It really was a conspiracy with corruption going all the way to the Supreme Court. Roe versus Wade uh, is the uh, is the most famous court decision probably in American history. We've all heard about it, but few of us know the real story. The left has done everything in their power to prevent you from seeing this film. Big tech targeting conservatives. Uh, the film really could get canceled. So you better see it while it's still out there. It's available right now, at least on iTunes, Amazon, and Google Play. Or you can see uh, on demand uh, from your major cable or satellite carriers uh, after a half century of lies, secrecy. Uh, we got to get this out in the open. Download Roe v. Wade the movie today. Roe v. Wade the movie today. Check it out. Radio show starts here in a second. Like a good citizen? Hope so. I hope so. Because uh, even even these evil states who have taken off the mask mandates, they need to put them back. They need to... I mean, things are getting completely out of control again. Uh, we will show you a pastor who was a little upset with police in Calgary showing up at his church... And hassling people there who weren't wearing masks. We'll get into that coming up in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Here's a nice thought. What if you didn't have to worry 24-7 about the likelihood of some cyber criminal finding and stealing your information online? It's hard to imagine because that really is our reality at this point. And cybercrime has really gone through the roof since uh, the coronavirus thing started. With LifeLock, though, you really can help uh, yourself with having some serious peace of mind. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Your identity is what makes you you, and it's what gives you credibility in the world. It's worth protecting from these cybercriminals who want to come along and steal it. LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity threats. If they detect that your information has been compromised, their dedicated team of restoration specialists will help you clean up the mess. Get it set up today so you're protected for tomorrow. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can keep what's yours with LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. Join now. Save 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com if you use the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK for 25% off. It's LifeLock.com. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, by the way. Uh, again, 
could really uh, use your thoughts and prayers on behalf of Glenn and his family today. Uh, he's got a family emergency he's dealing with um, maybe all this week. And so if, uh, if you could direct some thoughts and prayers to him and his family, that would be great and very much appreciated. 888-727-BECK. It is uh, Pat and Stu for Glenn. Uh, on the mask mandate in Texas, I think uh, a lot of people are surprised that our numbers continue to trend down. Yes. Since the mask mandate being pulled, uh, we've gone down another 37% in infections and hospitalizations. Which you mean, you mean pretty good. up 37%? No, it's actually down. Down 37%. Down 37%. Yeah, down 37%. 20, I just was reading over the weekend, though, that 25 states, I think, had their numbers go up a little bit. They spiked somewhat. Yeah, it does seem like there is, we had this really big decrease nationally Mm -hmm. from over the past few months, partially as as vaccines started, but I I don't know how much you you can really put on that case. I think you can look at that from elderly people. Because there is a really significant percentage of elderly people uh, who have been vaccinated. Now, it's over 70% of uh, elderly people have at least first shots. Uh, so that, that's a lot. It's helping with the death numbers, though the case yeah. numbers are, are uh, they basically plateaued at about the level of the, the summer lull before we had that. Uh, Which was how many? How many is that? Uh, give me one second here. I can, I can give you that number. Because basically we had a... If you think of of the way we've dealt with this thing since the beginning, there's been that first wave, right, where everything was going crazy. We didn't have any yeah. tests, and it was basically New York, New Jersey, California. Connecticut. There's some in California, some in Detroit. Uh, mm-hmm. New Orleans got hit pretty hard that first wave, but it was mm-hmm. mostly a northeast wave, if you want to call it that. And that was uh, that had the. Are you looking for cases or deaths? Deaths. So let's just do deaths because they're much easier to actually look at. Um, and because there was no testing in that first wave at all. Yeah. But you got to about 2,000 deaths a day, a little over 2,000 deaths a day in that first wave. Then it came down to around uh, about 600 deaths per day as it came down off of that first wave. Mm. Rose back up in the second wave, which would you think of uh, Florida, Texas, Arizona. Uh, that rose up to about 1,000 a day. Came back down to about 700 a day before this last wave that we had that was really not nearly as intense in any location, but was much more widespread. It was like a, it, it was not nearly as bad in New York, for example, yeah. um, than it was in that first wave. But wasn't, didn't it get to 4,000 yeah, a day? But that one got up that to a particular point. Yeah, it got up to about, yeah. eh, it, it did hit 4,000 in, in, in individual days. The average got to about 3,500. Okay. Since, so since then, that was uh, end of January, it's come all the way down to 833. So from oh. 35, we're down about 75%. Wow. Cases. That's significant. Stunning. stunning. Yeah. I mean, it's been. Wow. Yeah. Same thing with cases wow. uh, from about 250,000 cases a day <laughs> at, at the peak in that third mm-hmm. wave. We're now down to about 60,000 cases a day, which is about where we were. Which Fauci would say. That's unacceptable. Too high, right? He yeah, would say too high. too high. But yeah. it's about the lull we had in between the second and third wave of this mm, okay. so it was a point where we were looking at this and saying okay you know we're we've done well at this point we're not all the way down to maybe where we would like to be but we've done well now mm. since since let's say the beginning of march we've basically that decrease has stopped we've hit a plateau at about sixty thousand a day give or take okay so we haven't dropped to like 50 or 40 right we have just stayed at 60 the drop went pretty straight down and then is leveled off about this area yeah now the good thing is uh deaths continue to drop we don't know if that's going to continue but 
it would make sense that it continues considering we are now uh vaccinating so many older people this is sort of the approach if you remember pat back in the early days of the pandemic there were sort of two competing approaches you had the left-wing approach which was like lock everything down no one goes outside at all basically Mm -hmm. unless you're you know unless you're a doctor right yeah (laughs) only doctors on the roads was their plan um you know i'm exaggerating a little bit but not that much and then there was the conservative idea which was hey we realize this hits people it's really, really bad for older people and not as bad for younger people. So what if like the younger people went out and were able to do what they could do, take basic steps, you know, social mm-hmm. distancing or whatever, you know, wash your hands a lot, do the basics, but we can keep the economy chugging as much as possible. And we really do kind of lock down on older people, uh, you know, so they, they, you know, nursing homes, for example, aren't getting tons of visitors, right? We don't import known COVID positive patients into nursing homes like Andrew Cuomo was doing. That was an interesting idea from conservatives. Um, but we've kind of now achieved largely that vision right now, which is we have 75% of sick people 65 plus have at least had one shot. Now, one shot will get you to about 80% effectiveness uh, with Pfizer and Moderna. Which is pretty good, Which is pretty good. I mean, it's much... 80% is way better than they thought they were going to do with these things at the beginning. Yeah. They were hoping to get to 50. So they got Mm. to 80% with just one shot. The um, AstraZeneca in the UK is mainly their chosen vaccine there. And they're only doing one shot right now. They're not even going for for the 90% 90 effectiveness with the second shot. They're just like, let's get as many people as we can to get one shot. So if you think of it Mm. that way, that it's largely effective anyway, 75% already have it. Over 55% of of the 65 plus population is fully vaccinated in this country already. It's really, really fast. So... We're doing 3 million vaccinations a, a day. day. A day now. That's 3, incredible. 3.08. That's really, that really day. is good. It is really, really good. And so th- this is largely, by the way, we should point out, largely because of the Trump administration. Right. Uh, in conjunction mm-hmm. with with uh, big pharmaceutical companies, the other evil thing, and yeah. capitalism. Right. Those three things working together, getting something that has never, ever been seen before in human history this vaccine program how fast they came up with them how many they got how effective they are yeah how little side effects there have been yeah it is absolutely incredible it's a, it, it's a miracle it really is it really is and i, I know mean, maybe you don't want to get it but and that's it's fine. still a miracle and, and we, that is fine that's just as important here by the way freedom is really important if you yeah. don't want to take the vaccine you shouldn't it, have to take the vaccine exactly no ex- exceptions to that for me i mean like if you if you think i don't want to get the vaccine because i don't like needles you shouldn't have to get the vaccine. If you want, don't want to get the vaccine because you, you don't trust you, it, you just don't trust Publix too. and Ron DeSantis and the way they distributed the vaccine near the sub shop. Mm-hmm. That's fine, too. That's really, really important. Uh, and people get really sensitive because they feel as if the government's going to come in and mandate it. We have not seen that yet, but, you know, people are very uh, on top of the passports thing. There's all these mm-hmm. threats of people coercing you to do this. The product is good enough to just be out there. It's just believe in your product a little bit. You got you came up with something really great. It's yeah. working really well around the world. Yeah. And just believe that people it, are going to want to not get the coronavirus. And to, and <laughs> to have not, and to have not one, but what, four vaccines? Yeah. That are widely in use right now? Yeah. Between Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson and Johnson and AstraZeneca. Yeah, AstraZeneca is not approved here yet, but it is uh, in other parts of the world. But I mean, that's incredible. When before incredible. the the 
the data I heard is that the fastest vaccine ever developed was 10 years. Yep. And uh, I think they, it was measles. There's one, I think, was it mumps or something that was, I had heard four years four, on. There's really? some conflicting information as but to what I mean, the record was. But I mean, it's at least fast. four times what it took this time. And I love, look, I love the superhero American story of the development of this vaccine. I love Me it. Me too. Um, but I will say, you know, look, mRNA technology had been, been worked on for 40 years. You know, they've been working mm-hmm. on coronaviruses generally and mRNA for seven years. Because we've this. seen this, a lot of coronaviruses. Yeah, they had a really good head start on this. People mm-hmm. talk about, oh, they just they rushed it through. Well, they had a really good. They've been doing research. It mm-hmm. was a top line research issue. And I think maybe the most exciting part of all of this uh, is that this technology, this general, it's like a platform. And so when they came up with a new variant, right, when these new variants have come out, They've been able to adjust and add bo- and come out with booster shots in weeks because it's just like it's just they just need to tweak. It's yeah. not it's a totally different way of coming up with vaccines. It's not like the old school way. So uh, the good thing about this is it could I think it's going to do incredible things for other long term things that people have struggled with other diseases that people have struggled with. And that's really mm. great if that's the way, the way this goes. But like we should point out that the Trump administration is if you want to have political fingers to be pointed, should be pointed to the Trump administration. They are the ones that shepherded this process through. It, it may very well be looked back at as the best thing he did as president. Uh, They're but, the ones who provided the money. Yeah, they provided the money. They 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 fast tracked. They got fast-tracked, rid of a lot of red tape. Like people are like, oh, they they rushed the vaccine through. Well, they fast tracked the the red tape. Yeah. And that is like it's that's what gets in the way. We yes. could be much more innovative, but the FDA is always shutting these things down or making it take 10 years. Right. It's, and it takes so long because in part the FDA approval process is a catastrophe. Ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. And so instead of going through that, they did something else where you just had a uh, an emergency approval yeah, emergency or something use authorization emergency yeah. use auth- authorization by the way instead that, of the actual approval it very much strengthens your case <laughs> if you're someone who doesn't want to get it because it would be very difficult for a government entity to require when a, it a hasn't shot. been approved by the fda right yeah it would be very difficult yes. for that to happen i don't think it would hold up in court but again i there are worries there and you do have to worry about government overreach when it comes to power on these things i'm just talking about the actual science plus capitalism aspect of this which i freaking love i love that part of it and why wouldn't you because if you're a trump fan this is exactly what he did yeah these were the steps he took to make this happen and it's important to note too that donald trump got the coronavirus as we all would remember right before the election Mm -hmm. in a really bad way had a really rough run with it and even though he had it before he left office he got the vaccine yeah like this is donald trump choosing to take it after he already had it, it's questionable whether you would even need it if you had coronavirus. Like, as a COVID-19 survivor myself, uh, I've had to look into these things. As and, well as a Canadian sports hero. And a Canadian not, sports hero. Those two things I'm, I'm known for. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the point is that Trump, I mean, look, you, you could say, you know, it would be very strange decision making for this to be some nefarious plot that Trump willingly decided to take before he left office. I mean, I, yeah. don't, I don't know why he yeah. would do that. The point, though, is that this is going in such a good direction we've come off of these highs right and i think there's a good chance that we'll get that situation that we talked about as conservatives at the beginning where not through policy but through vaccines the older population is protected so that even if we have flare-ups among the younger uh, population we're likely to to, to, to lose 
the high death numbers yeah. uh, from the previous <clears throat> outbreaks. Yeah, I was reading an article from somebody who uh, isn't a huge proponent of less restrictions. And even he was saying, um, I can't remember the name, but even he was saying that by Memorial Day, it's going to be hard to say you still need to wear a mask. He said, hmm. we're trending in such a direction now that by Memorial Day, we should be done with that. And that's great if that's true. Look, it's it's great. You know, it's it's true here largely <laughs> in Texas anyway. I mean, some mm-hmm. of the signs remain in the doors. Uh, there are certain places. My wife can tell you a list of all of them in this area <laughs> that will get mad at you if you do not wear a mask. <laughs> I bet she could. Oh, yeah. If you're ever on her Instagram page, mm-hmm. that is about 90% of the content is her talking about what places she can walk into without a mask and they won't harass her. That's, that's about <laughs> most of her attention these days. Yeah. Our house got destroyed by a flood. So you got that and then you have where can she go shopping without a mask? Those are the two things she thinks about. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, you, I, I have noticed and I, we made this point in the air, Pat, at the beginning of this. That really, there's been no big difference from in pre, Texas. Yeah, before the announcement Almost and after, none. nothing really changed it. really in my life. Maybe now we're starting to see a little bit more of things opening. Like I, you know, I'm going yeah. to uh, the uh, the America's team, the Toronto Blue Jays, uh, their game against the Rangers today. So expected 100% capacity. That's going to be weird. Yeah, that's something. Because we've been, I've been to wow. a few sporting events with empty seats. This is going to be weird 100%. if it's actually filled. But you do have to wear a mask, right? They do say that unless you're yeah. eating or drinking, which, by the way, I'm at a baseball game. I will be doing a lot of. So <laughs> it's not going to really affect me all that much. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number. Uh, let's talk to you about American Financing NMLS one eight two three three four www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Thank you, Jeffy. Like sands in the hourglass, so are the days of getting a mortgage refinance rate in the 2% range. That's not, how is that even a thing? If you haven't already made a call to American Financing to find out what they can do to help you save money every month, there's only uh, a few, who knows when this is going to end. It doesn't feel like with the, the way they're printing money right now that we're going to have access to, uh, to rates like this anytime in the near future. Uh, mortgage rates have always been higher than this uh, they've been low for the past year or so they're starting to rise again if you have a chance to be paying less on your mortgage or bundle your existing debt into something a lot more manageable why wouldn't you do that and the beauty of refinancing your mortgage is that you don't have to reset your term and start all over you could literally be saving hundreds of dollars a month maybe even as much as a thousand uh, why not do this think about what uh, an extra 12 grand could do for you and your family for over two decades american financing has been helping people like you find ways to make their finances work for them give them a call today i can say i have a mortgage through american financing in the twos this is a real thing call american financing 800-906-2440 800-906-2440 or go to americanfinancing.net 10 second station id Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. I uh, wanted to play for you this uh, pastor. He's originally from Poland, but he lives in Calgary, Canada now and has his parish there. And uh, some police officers came into his church yesterday on Easter Sunday and were hassling people without a mask. And so he kind of took exception to that. Please get out. Get out of this property. Immediately get out. <laughs> Get out of this property immediately. talking to six police officers. Out. I don't right. want to hear anything. Out of this property immediately. I don't want to hear a word. Out. <laughs> out. Out of this property immediately until you come back with a warrant. Out. Yeah. 
Out! 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 Out of this property! Immediately out! Immediately go out and don't come back. Don't, I don't want to talk to you. Not a word. Out of this property. Out of this property. Guy knows his rights. I don't care what you have to say. Out! Out! Out of this property, you Nazis! Out! Out! <laughs> Gestapo is not allowed here. Immediately, Gestapo is not allowed! Out! Do you understand English? Get out of this property. Go! So go! Go! And don't come back without a warrant. Out, Nazi! Out! Out! <laughs> Now, what does he want from the officers here? Nazis I think he wants them to here. stay, okay. have a have a cupcake or something. Don't come back without the warrant. <laughs> okay. Do not so come back he without continues, the warrant. Uh, he <laughs> continues to call them Nazi, Gestapo, communists, wow. fascists. Uh, but they leave. And how does this work? They actually leave. Uh, you need amazing. to try this next time you get pulled over. Out! Get out! <laughs> out! I don't want to hear you! Get out! I'm going to try that. See how that works. You get pulled over, you know, once a week at least. So <laughs> at least. you, you got to at least give this a shot. Seriously, that, I think that, that's the thing I'm most fascinated about, how they actually, it actually works. Yeah. I mean, of course, they shouldn't be in there doing these things uh, if he wants them to not be there, if they don't have a warrant. Yeah, to come in and, and what enforce i guess the idea was they were enforcing mask policy of yeah. some sort yes i guess they were having church with no masks right and wow and he just put the hammer down he really did uh which is amazing first of all it takes a lot of nerve secondly i mean i'm not normally in favor of uh <laughs> disrespecting the police officers no. but they're they're you know hassling people with masks with not wearing masks on Easter Sunday at a church. Yeah, no, look, Come that's on. that's wrong. I will say also, however, th- there's a little Jim Crow 2.0 going on here in that, like, if you were to yell at the Nazis that way, that is not the way the interaction would have would Well, ended. that's true. <laughs> that is... I, I get that's what we're... kind of an important point as well. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I mean, I, like, the police take enough abuse from people uh, yeah, that yeah. I don't like to see that. But, but again... You understand, people are frustrated. It's been over Very. a year here of this craziness. And, yeah. you know, look, there's just no reason. There's no reason no, to be enforcing no these types of things. Ask, Tell people reliable information they can count on and you won't change every two weeks. And let them make decisions for themselves. And then if they show up, tell them, Get out! Get out! Get out! Get this out! Is the Glenn Beck Program. <laughs> well, it's springtime out there. It's about time to act like it's springtime. We spent most of a year living in the kind of fear that makes neighborhoods uh, just close up. Don't you think it's time that we move past all of that? Think it. Think about this now. It's your backyard. Weather is absolutely perfect. People are moving around, talking, laughing, being near each other a little bit. I mean, certainly not within six feet, but kind of near each other outside. A wonderful, wonderful time. And every eye is on the prize. Those burgers, those hot dogs, soaking up the grill marks as they cook on a rec tech. Sound pretty good? It sounds like a good uh, summer for me. Uh, it sounds pretty good to, I think, most Americans at this point. When you're cooking on a rec tech, you're making sure you're going to get the best, uh, the best food, the best way. Uh, when you when your guests bite into that uh, the burger that you cooked, the hot dog that you cooked, it's going to be cooked perfectly. 
With smart grill technology, its spacious design, Rectech is going to help you create the perfect spring day. Follow Rectech on all social media and sign up for their newsletter. It's Rectech with a Q at the end, R-E-C-T-E-Q. Visit Rectech with a Q at the end, R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. It's spring. It's Rectech. Don't forget to use the promo code Glenn, G-L-E-N-N, for $10 off your subscription at blazetv.com. Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, triple eight seven two seven B E C K. We're doing something kind of cool at uh, Kexi. By the way, if you want some delicious cookies anywhere in the country, Kexi.com. Uh, just order them today. Uh, but if you live in the area, I don't know if this is worth the drive from, say, Maine. But if you live in the DFW area, uh, we're having the Kexi grand opening on Saturday from. Noon to two. Big news. Big news. It's our grand opening. Everybody who comes gets a free cookie. Uh, and then you can register for all kinds of cool oh prizes. Gosh, free Coupons, cookies. P- cookies. Yes. Prizes. You might win. Let's see. We've got uh, a KitchenAid product, uh, baking basket. You get three months subscription on the on the scrumptious dozen. <laughs> Uh, and a bunch, <laughs> a bunch of other things, too. These so. are the best cookies I've ever had. I've, I've told you that a million times. Uh, but it's I mean, that's amazing. I, I we, we actually uh, we have a we did an interview for my show Studios America uh, uh, for this later on this week it's airing, and it was about kind of like how you started this company in the middle of a pandemic and how weird that is. It is weird. <laughs> it is. It is. It's. It must yeah. have been such a strange thing to kind of go through as the economy is struggling. We don't know what's coming around the corner. A All this craziness. Yeah, it must have been. Yeah, a little nerve wracking, and to spend pretty much everything we had, we kind of dumped it into this. I I got to thinking. All right, I'm investing in all these other companies. Why don't we just invest in ours? So that's what we did. Yeah. And so you could say it's not a good decision to start a company in the middle of a pandemic. Some would say that. that. I wouldn't say it because that would be rude, but (laughs) some would say it. I will say, though, though, there are some management decisions I really do have to question mm -hmm. with your company. Like the location of our kitchen? Exactly. Which is halfway between Jeffy's old house and his new house. (laughs) That close to Jeffy? No, it's terrible. Uh, It's disastrous. You're going to have like three break-ins a week. (laughs) (laughs) I will be shocked. We've got to keep the location secret from him somehow. You do. I'll be shocked if you have any dough remaining in week two. (laughs) (laughs) We won't have a single cookie supply if he gets wind of this. No. So So before he finds our location, go to Kexi.com and maybe we'll still be able to get cookies too. Yeah. All right. Triple eight. Uh. (laughs) 727 B E C K. Uh also uh we were we were talking about this um uh mask situation that uh that this Polish pastor in Calgary uh really drove home to the police who showed up at his place to hassle his parishioners. Uh hopefully we're going to be able to get past this mask situation sometime soon. Because if we all remember back to last year, the deal was, all right, we're going to flatten the curve. 15 days to flatten the curve. Uh, okay, we flattened the curve. And then it was, nah, we get, now we got to, we, we really need a, a, uh, a vaccination. We need a vaccine. And until we get a vaccine, we really can't allow you to uh, take off the mask or stop your social distancing. 
So now we have the vaccine, and now it still hasn't eliminated the need for the mask. Strange. Or the social distancing, which again, Stu and I are both kind of okay with the social distancing. Yeah, I kind of don't want to be near people that much. much, Do I really need to be right up on you or you right up on me? Yeah. No, I don't need to. I I really don't. There's certain things I want to keep from the uh from the pandemic era mm-hmm. uh i i'm fine with the social distancing let's keep it let's keep unless it. i really know you really well and you <laughs> maybe i'm married to you i don't really need to be within six feet of you my voice is can, can carry the six feet you want to even make it three feet like they do in europe fine okay but like like the close talker thing on seinfeld was funny for a reason i don't need to go back to that era. Uh, not everybody maybe but many people can relate to that yes I don't want you right up in my face when we're talking. Right. Like, I don't, I'm fine losing that one. I'm fine. Yeah. Lo- this is a controversial one. I'm fine losing the handshake. I don't need so the handshake. What, what am I getting out of that? And I'm definitely all about the kissing on the cheek thing not happening anymore. Yeah. Well, totally done totally with that. I mean, that was. With that. that should have been done with me, too, anyway, because you just don't know who you're going to offend. <laughs> That's true. Right. Uh, as Andrew Cuomo is uh, finding out uh, yes. quite, uh, quite uh, overtly here. Uh, I would also say, uh, no, not having traffic. I don't want that to come back. Right. You know what? You, you, right. Hey, hey, I just worked at home for the past year. Uh, stay there. Okay. <laughs> I have to go drive around. I like not having other cars on the road. Please stay there. You can continue to work at home, but just don't come out. I don't want things to be crowded. <laughs> I like, I, I've noticed here in Texas, we are now back to, and this is an interesting development, by the way, we are now back to a 100% capacity on restaurants, 100% capacity on restaurants in the law, but also people are back at restaurants at pre-pandemic levels in Texas. Nationwide, it's about 75% of pre-pandemic levels. But in Texas, it's 100%. We're totally back. Oh. And here's an odd thing. Wow. We are currently, Pat, at 100% restaurant uh, levels from pre-pandemic. However, we're at 38% of work uh, workers in offices. Now, and I, I think that's going to be a permanent thing. I, I, I think a lot of people are going to work from home now. Oh, I think so too. But I think there's also, there's an element of like, there's there in this in these two statistics there's a story there's a story of a person who is telling their boss they don't want to come in because of the pandemic but they're going to restaurants <laughs> that person exists a lot of them exist yeah, 38 no to 100 percent. this is not a small margin and there's just a lot of people who are like look i like working at home it's freaking i get to get up and you know do things in my own space C- commute maybe to my living room to my living room i get to keep in I stay in sweatpants whenever i want and I get to go out and go to restaurants and stuff on the weekends when I feel like it. That is nice. like, that's a nice little, uh, that's a nice little package. And I think that's going to be pretty common. And for companies, it makes sense too, because, you know, you don't have to rent these giant offices. You can trim down the space. You can maybe work, have an, uh, an office where you have like maybe people come in once a week for meetings, but they're not there all the time. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of positives to it. It makes a lot of sense. But I like the I like the development of this character. There's there, the and, and, and you know what? You're listening right now. It might be you. It might be you. You're not showing up to work because you're acting like you're scared about COVID. In reality, you're out at the bar all weekend. We know what you're doing and mm-hmm. I'm per- perfectly fine with it. And that's I mean, you look at the. You look at the attendance in this building where <laughs> clearly there were dozens, <laughs> if not a, almost a hundred people a day, probably. Yeah, yeah. Now there's what, 10? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe 10 people come into the office. There was this thing where they sent out this email. It was like, hey, everyone could come back now. Because for a while we were telling people don't come in. 
you know, not we, like, but the company. Right. They're saying like, hey, don't come in because, you know, there's the COVID thing going on. And, you know, of course, a lot of companies are in this position. And this is a real thing that companies are dealing with that they don't have, they don't know. If, if someone comes in and gets COVID here, they could get sued. So they're, they're trying mm-hmm. to make sure their outward policies are like, look, no, don't come back in because I don't want to get sued. And of course, there's safety concerns and all that other thing. If you don't need to be here, why would you be here? Which makes sense. On the other hand, like Texas is now 100% open. There are no restrictions on any business to do anything for COVID right now. Um, there's just not a thing. So it, now it's just like people, ju- I was kind of expecting there'd be like a, okay, people are going to come rushing back in. Did not happen. <laughs> I think like one person showed up and I haven't seen him since. <laughs> no, they're loving the like, home thing. Hey, I can I can't play. You know? I mean, you know, as both Pat and I, as as essential workers in this economy, yeah. it's just laughable. But both Pat and I came in every the, day the throughout the entire pandemic. We never we yeah. never worked at I've never worked at home uh doing the show other than when I actually had COVID. <laughs> you know, I stayed at home for that period. But I you know But I, you weren't on the air during that time. Right. right. So I came into the studio every day to do the show and it was you it's weird doing that because you saw at the beginning of it there would be times I'd drive to work and see like one car. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, was weird at it the was beginning. weird. It was a little surreal. Yeah. But it was also kind of nice cuz you didn't have to deal with traffic. <laughs> and especially the drive home cuz I come in uh way earlier than most people. Yeah. But I go home at a time when a lot of people are going home. So it's uh, it's nice not to have to do stop and go traffic all the way home. Yeah, it is nice. It's been kind of a cool thing. And it's funny because they say, you know, the, the, the causes of death stats came out. And there's some really interesting stuff in there. For example, the craziest part of the entire report from, uh, from the government. Let me guess. No flu deaths last year. No. Well, that's true. We, we well, they they combine in this report. They combine flu and influenza. Uh, uh, influenza and um, uh, what's the other one? Uh, one other ammonia. Thank you very much. Ammonia oh. deaths together. So it's there were the, in that category. That's going to be broken down later. But there are very few hmm. flu deaths. We do know that. Um, but the other one, the craziest one, was that suicides went down. Year to year, suicides went down five point six percent, which what? is stunning really? to me. I, me you know, too. One of the, I would say it's one of the things that everyone talked about from the beginning that there was going to be a cost with people being home all the time, not having interaction. We've seen depressed. stories that, that tons of anecdotal stuff back that up. But I will say, Massachusetts huh. released the first report that I saw showed suicides mm-hmm. were down. Peru did a separate report and said suicides were down. And now the entire United States, they were down 5.6% for the year. They're preliminary numbers, wow. they're not finalized. But it does look like there was not this explosion of suicides. Now, uh. there could be reasons for that in that, like, for example, uh, this is going to be one of the best years on record for the health of children when it comes to living or dying. Now, we know the mental health parts of this are going to be really complicated for years to come. But mm-hmm. as far as living or dying, children generally speaking uh have fared much better because COVID hasn't killed them and mm-hmm. they uh, they've been home largely so with their parents other diseases from other people right they're not interacting with other people they're not getting those diseases they're not having accidents as much oh. because their parents yeah. are home with them the whole freaking time uh. they might be sick of their parents but they're dying at a lower rate than normal um, which has been kind of interesting the suicide thing was i thought fascinating because i thought the exact opposite now it could be part of this right maybe like a lot of suicides happen where uh, a wife and a husband are you know they're married uh the wife is off at work the the husband decides to kill himself at home well maybe the wife's home 
and they decide not to do it because they don't they didn't want to do it when their wife was home like there mm-hmm. could be all sorts of reasons why this happens and it could echo into the future right like these large depression issues and stuff that have formed from this uh you know that could lead to many more in the future once mm-hmm. this stuff all gets back to normal but i thought that was a, a a fascinating stat another one in there it doesn't seem like car accidents have fallen like w- w- what was expected what was expected is you know we're getting way less miles driven far less people uh are on the roads you'd expect a lot less car trips and yeah, deaths but um, that's not the case they're not really seeing that and, and huh. one of the reasons they believe is that people are yes there's less people but they all think they can drive like 100 miles an hour all the time because no one's on the road so they're just driving by themselves and getting in really bad accidents driving a lot faster than normal uh, but they don't know for sure yet this is all going to be hashed out over the next few years but i i will say i do not want the traffic to come back i i love not dealing with that and now here in texas it's it's not all the way back but it's getting close. It is. It feels like now you're actually slowing down on the roadways again. Yep. And that's that's not exciting. No. You know, you get to this point in the pandemic where all you all you want is to have a gathering with other people, you know? And then you have after the you gathering. have it once, you realize like, how much why? how annoying it was. Yeah, why was did that? I want that again? <laughs> why they suck. <laughs> These people are awful. I'm having meaningless, dumb conversations about nothing, and they're all breathing on me. <laughs> Please leave. Get out! Get out! Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. I'll tell you about Goldline. Uh, last week, Joe Biden and company revealed their two point two five trillion dollar backdoor tax hike. Uh, I think I'm supposed to call that an infrastructure plan. And by the way, not mm-hmm. one point nine. There's, we're already over two trillion. It's probably going to go up even more. But what's a, what's a few trillion dollars between friends? Uh, you ever have uh, an image of what that money looks like? If you made $10,000 a day for the next 50 years, you'd only have one-fifth of $1 billion. And a trillion is a thousand billions. So we are printing up new money, and it is going out of control. If you haven't already, now's the time to be looking into precious metals. The dollar is in deep trouble with people. Like I mean, With the way we're doing this, this modern monetary theory that we're just attempting out of nowhere, it's getting ugly. Goldline can help you set up a shelter against hyperinflation. Give them a call. Uh, Goldline's graded Liberty coin specials are back. With every box of graded Liberties purchased, this week only you'll have a free one-tenth of an ounce gold American Eagle at no cost. Right now, silver is just way too hard to get, so Goldline can't give it away without a qualified uh, with a qualified purchase. They're waiting to hear from you uh, right now. 866-GOLDLINE. Do your own homework. Check this out. This is something that can be really important for your financial future. Goldline.com, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 888-727-BECK. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn. Uh, you know this massive infrastructure bill that we're uh, bantering about right now about uh, 5% of it seems to be going to infrastructure. Yeah. I'm surprised so, it's that high. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, according to a White House fact sheet breaking down the jo- the, the American jobs plan mm-hmm. uh, and their areas of focus, the Biden administration is proposing $115 billion to modernize bridges and roads that are in the most critical need of repair. So apparently 173,000 miles of U.S. highways are uh, in need of repair. 
at about 45,000 bridges, but this is only going to repair 20,000 miles of roadways and maybe 10,000 small bridges. That's great. So everything that they're telling us right now is completely untrue. <laughs> but other than that, but other than well, that, Pat, to be fair, 95% because the 5% is going to infrastructure. So only 95% of what they're telling us is not true. It was not true, right. <laughs> That's all. You could look at it like that. Yeah, That's I'm, I'm an bad. optimist here on the show. <laughs> is the glass half empty or half full? <laughs> they're telling us 5% of the truth. We should be excited about that. I wow. mean, and we're talking about $2 trillion in spending. And, and it's a $2 trillion infrastructure bill with less than 10% of it, 5% of it. Going to infrastructure. Yeah, and this is really different than the last one. I mean, the, the last bill was filled with all sorts of crap in it, but did have some actual things that were useful as far mm-hmm. as the the COVID situation. This is an infrastructure bill that's barely touching infrastructure. I mean, there's $400 billion, yeah, Pat, for in-home elder care. Now, look, in-home elder care is a... It's important. A, it's important, but it's... But it's it's not infrastructure. The, yeah, it's... <laughs> like they just keep saying crumbling roads and bridges that's why we need to send an attendant to your grandpa's house like, that's not <laughs> no, that wait doesn't make a lot of sense no. does it these are just liberal mm. wish list points at this point and it's getting worse and worse as each bill goes by but again the good thing is it's only a two billion dollar bill two trillion so, two trillion, two trillion. Two trillion. right exactly. yeah. <laughs>